nerdmode.com presents episode 22, Return of the Living Nerds. This episode was filmed in front of an undead studio audience. We had an awkward moment today, my sister and I. Uh huh. Um, you've heard us talk about Loot Crate and stuff before, right? Or heard of Loot Crate? I have not. It's amazing. You spend, is it $20 a month? It's something like that. And they basically just send you a mystery box full of nerdy stuff, like toys and CDs and get a couple comic books here and there, you know. And this month they gave a t-shirt and it had a pirate and a ninja because it's a throwback to the whole pirates versus ninja thing that was about two years ago. Uh Uh-huh. And my mom's like, well, I don't get that. What's the pirate and the ninja? I'm like, oh, it's this debate on what's better, pirates or ninja. And Angie both at the exact same time answered different answers. And then we just sat there and looked at each other like – it was about to go down. <laughs> I'm on the side of pirates. I think ninjas. Um, you know what? Like ten years ago, I probably would have said ninjas, but now I would lean toward more t- more toward pirates. Well, I'm gonna get going. You two have fun <laughs> swabbing decks and pooping on over the head. I don't know. There's there's a whole puke and snot thing there. I can't remember that. Minnesota Renaissance Fair reference. Oh, yeah. Very specific reference. <laughs> it took me a second even. And I've never been there. Yeah, I'm the only one on this call that has. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would land. <laughs> I've never been to a Renaissance Fair in general, let alone the Minnesota, Minnesota Renaissance Fair. Oh, I love Renaissance Fairs. They're fun. Eventually I'll get a costume and dress up too. I'm not going to lie. I fought it for a long time, but... Took Steph and the girls to one, and the girls dressed up as princesses. It was amazing. Yeah. Adorable. It was pretty amazing. They got called princess like six times. And it wasn't until the last time they kind of did a double take. And like, wait, are they talking about us? I was like, yeah, <laughs> you. I did get to wear fairy wings through most of it, though. So that was cool. I had a tuxedo shirt and fairy wings. <laughs> I looked like I was going to an altogether different kind of party. Yeah, I'm just. It's a good thing you probably had a um, a girl and two kids around you, or you would have looked very, very unapproachable. Excuse me, have you guys have you guys seen any glow sticks laying around here? Drop a beat on that mandolin. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't have an official layout for an episode. I figure we'll just start talking about zombies. All right. I just got your message on Facebook. Uh, apparently, they haven't gotten to her yet, Ange. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I was trying to, I was like, I'm trying to locate my sister. She's never where I leave her. Oh, okay. And then Mike's, and Mike I... just said, uh, have you found her yet, or have they gotten to her already? I think they got Derek. Now Derek, Derek is working on his cardio, rule oh. number one or something. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember what rule that is, Angie? You've seen that movie more than probably any of us. Oh, Zombieland? Cardio yeah. number one. Number one. Nice. Yep. My memory does not fail me, even though I've only watched that movie once. I'm bad with numbers, so it could have been one or 11 for me, at least. I am genuinely horrible with numbers. I'm still kind of mad at Zombieland. Why is that? Um, because Derek and I came up with the idea for that movie. 
couple of years before it came out. <coughs> oh, that's right. Is that the one you sent me the the story for it? Well, that was the the reworked version of it. Yes, without the oh, the whole zombie rules, you know, like being the central part of the movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. The movie is really good. I blame I blame Derek because he's the one that said that would never work in a movie. <laughs> Derek. Did you see they're trying to make a TV show out of it? There was a pilot episode on TV or on the on internet. No. It was actually pretty good. They had diff- the same characters but different people, so there was that weirdness. But the sa- it was written by the same people, so it was still really funny. Yeah. Huh. And there, there's no denying that the movie is fun and funny, and I like the people that are in it. I'm just very, very bitter about it. Yeah, I know how that goes. Like when you have a really good idea and all of a sudden it shows up on on TV. Right. I've had that happen with wrestling for like a decade. I think it's that one. I'm sure Angie's ready. I don't have a name for this episode. What should we call it? Um. Uh. Well, is Derek gonna even be on here? Or is, we do not know. I will. I will keep um, t- messaging him on Facebook and see what he where he is. Because I just thought if we could do Derek of the Dead. <laughs> well, it, it it could work because we can mention that he uh, was supposed right. to be on it, and then he just decided to take a coma today. There you go. <laughs> He's probably uh, got a little sadness overwhelming with WWE 2015. That's why I told, I told him this would be the perfect excuse not to play that horrible game. It's that bad, huh? Come on here and talk to, talk zombies with your friends. <laughs> yep. I could talk zombies all day. Um, so we'll just start. All I'll right. have to do some editing, figure out what's, what's going to be the start of the show, where my music's going to settle, to shoehorn it in here somewhere. So it's not totally awkward. I won't just put it someplace strange. Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there, as well as some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real-world consequences. He's kind of a nerd. It's cool, I'm taking it back. Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast-blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self-aware type. being extremely clever up here and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay. It's a 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Show's gonna last three weeks! Six seasons and a movie! Chuck, can you, can you please put it somewhere strange? Absolutely. <laughs> Whoa. That's what she said. That's what he said as well. We're we're uh, very gender neutral on this show. Equal mm-hmm. opportunity, strangeness. This is nerd mode, everybody. Um, back with a 
another zombie episode. It's been way too long since I've talked about zombies. I've managed to have two zombie conversations with people at work who knew nothing about zombies. And that was always fun. It was very fun because the dumbfounded look when I just started dropping zombie knowledge on these guys, they had no clue what they're getting into, and then they awkwardly kind of backed away. <laughs> Did you sufficiently scare them? A little bit. One guy's like, I got to keep my eye on you. I'm like, no, you just, if zombies show up, just get a hold of me. I'll tell you what to do. I'll assess the situation. <clears throat> Unless I have to run, and then I'm, you guys just got to run faster because I'm asthmatic and I will go down. You would definitely be a member of my team, sir. <laughs> Zombie baits. <laughs> so, Chuck, I could help notice you're keeping up pretty well. Oh, yeah, I've got to, Oh, my ankle! Yep, there we go. That's what we needed. <laughs> um, I have... Wait, how are we going to do it? Angie, you had some some says, huh? I have a some say for you. Okay, we'll let you do that. <clears throat> Fun little thing. Mm-hmm. Some say that Bigfoot saw him once and no one believed him. And he goes to 11. But I just know him as Facebook Chuck. <laughs> I love those. We gotta make a bunch for the guests. Can't always be about me. I'm running out of them, so if you wanna figure we'll out. Figure something out. What is that from? Written most of them myself. It's from Top Gear. Oh, I was gonna make you make him work. That's for right. It. That's right. Yeah, I was like, why does that sound familiar? I'm like, I can't place it. It's vaguely British to me. I can't figure out why it's though. <laughs> like, what do I watch as British that did not come to me? We should have let you just dangle there for a while. Let you let you work it out. <laughs> I've, I've pilfered, but most of them I've written myself. That's awesome. <laughs> So, as usual, uh, Ditsy B has returned to the recording studio. She took a couple episode hiatus there. hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. Welcome back, sister of mine. Ditsy B! <laughs> I like that. So you gotta say that that way next time, Chuck. I'll, uh, I'll just save that little bit, and then that's just how Jack. I'll just play it. There you yes, go. Yes, li- living forever as a soundbite. <laughs> yes. That's uh, immortality, my friend. Not many people get that. Well, when you are immortal, brother. <laughs> I'm going to save that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, this is uh, Mike. I don't know if we should go by Mike Winchester, Mike No, screw, screw the Mike Winchester. I'm, I'm done with Mike Winchester. <laughs> so I could unlike that on Facebook? Now? Yes, that was, a, that was a failed experiment. It's a good name. It's a cool, it's a cool name, but I wanted, here's the problem. I'm trying to launch this, like, brand for myself, like the Mike Beatty brand, right? So I can become internet famous. And I figured, I have to branch out to things other than wrestling, because at this point, I've been mostly doing wrestling podcasts, or, you know, whatever. So, I thought, I want my friends to get involved on Facebook, but I don't want to have to explain to them why I'm using a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> So it's at that point, it's like I, in order to curb the confusion, I just said, "Screw it! I like my last name. It's a fine last name. We're just going to go with Mike Beatty." See, I came up with like two taglines for you. Yeah. For your Winchester, you could have said Mike Winchester shooting from the hip. Nice. Right. Yeah, I, then... I, I love the name Winchester, but I just I didn't want to confuse my friends. My fr- sure. my. It, it totally threw my friend Eric for a loop. He went on this like ten minute thing. He's like, "Why in the? Why are you calling yourself Winchester? It's so stupid." 
And I'm like, I don't want people to know what my real name is. What if I want to say something that people don't like? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the hard part about the digital day and age. They're going to find out your name. Right. It's, it's yeah, going to happen. You're going to click a link somewhere, like your own post on Facebook. Like, I bet that's him. It looks <laughs> like him. Yeah, the only uh, – the whole – my last name and everyone's last name on like three count radio. It was such like it was it was a secret, but it wasn't a very well kept secret. No. <laughs> so that's the problem with uh, social networking. Really, it's the the networking part and then the social part. Right, and the whole the whole thing was done just to see if I could you know prevent myself from not you know being unhirable. <laughs> but as long as I don't say something too outlandish, I should be fine. Yeah. But on my first podcast that I ever did, I was known for being the guy that would just say completely outlandish things just to get a reaction from my friends. <laughs> nice. Because when you have a group of friends that you're podcasting with who you've known each other for over 20 years, it takes a lot to shock them. <laughs> so you have, you have to really you go. you got to up perform. your game. Yes. You can't, you can't go halfway. you got to, like Angie said, go to 11. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking I'm really digging nerd mode because I either talk to people like Devin and I, the only time we ever really talk is when we're recording. Right. Like it's very rare we message or comment back and forth. And the same with you. This is a, like maybe the fifth conversation we've ever had. Every single one of them have happened on the podcast. Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, we've probably chatted on Facebook more than I have with Devin and some of the other people, but pretty much it's just this. So it always seems kind of fresh and new. Right. And that, that's a big problem I have with my friends is we, we can never get together and talk unless it, we made an appointment television for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much have to really set up a time like, okay, like today we're meeting at 7 o'clock and then we'll record. And then we get pretty close to that time limit, I think. It's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. So my, uh, my current thing right now that I'm doing is Mike Beatty versus the world. And um, I'll post my, my plugs on your on nerd mode. I'm not going to go through them here. But well, um, kind of here as well. I usually have the guys do that. So. All right. Simple, simple, I'll just do the simple one. It's facebook.com slash Mike Beatty versus the world. Like me. Like me. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone like me? Um, and I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff. I might throw podcasts up here or there. I'm going to do some YouTube videos, you know, articles. I'm trying to make the website a place to come talk with everyone. Oh, so. Um, I'm basically trying to do the same exact thing you're doing with nerd mode, so we are now direct competitors. Crap. <laughs> and your social networking game is so strong. But yeah, so a, a fun fact, though, so we can get this back to zombies. The first episode of nerd mode that I listened to was your zombie episode. I think it was your second episode. Yep. And that was what was like, all right, this, this, this show was pretty cool. I kind of liked the concept of just picking a topic and running with it for the week. Cause, and I've noticed over time, poor Angie <laughs> hasn't had much to say yet. Oh, I'm actually looking for something, so go ahead. She's like the Robin to my Howard Stern right now. Um, <laughs> like when we were doing Backstage Heat, which I plan on uploading to the Nerd Mode podcast page and then throwing those out like on Thursdays, like the old school episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I do want to get Jordan back on the show because I like talking with him. But pro wrestling as just the sole thing is so specific and it's so hard to keep up with. Like if you have a, a weekly show and you don't get to record that Saturday, all of a sudden it's like, well, it's been three weeks. Anything we had needed yeah. to talk about is done. Yeah, your guys is, the f- the your fan guys base is, is so divided that it's hard to even like put a stake in anything without making 30 other people angry. Like, 
Yeah, your, your guys' format definitely was one of those things where the ho- you guys would have had to watch literally like six hours of wrestling every single week. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I just got burned out because I was doing that plus the league. Right. Um, which sometime I have to email you the new I'm, I'm not doing league anymore. I do miss it. I had fun with it, but just the work involved. But the spreadsheets, oh, Mike, you would love the spreadsheets that I created. Ooh, the spreadsheets. <laughs> it was amazing. They were so good, in fact. I brought them up on my job interview for my current job. Nice. <laughs> so that's if, I'm, if I am any good with Excel. I'm like, well, listen, <laughs> you three people, let me explain something to you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I haven't really watched. It's been a long time, actually, already since I've watched wrestling. Because my little heart broke. Oh, <laughs> when Undertaker lost. Oh, the that, crack. That was garbage. And then CM Punk left, and the crack spread. And then Daniel Bryan might have to retire. I'm like, oh, I'll never be cheerful again. But but Chuck, the Ambrose. Yes, and I'm missing out on that. And him versus eh. Wyatt right now, and Wyatt versus Jericho. I'm so upset with myself that I kind of skipped over all that. The only, the only thing you're missing, and this is like the, this will be the wrestling talk for this podcast. I promise. <laughs> no problem. Is the thing you're missing is if you're not watching NXT, you're definitely missing out because NXT I, is fantastic. I have been watching more NXT than anything else, actually. As a, you're, we're right now in smack dab in the middle of a um, run of episodes where Derek, Brad, and I are in the crowd. Because we went to this last set of tapings, and they were all really good. In fact, the yeah. episode that's airing in about 30 minutes now, because we're recording at 8.30 here, um, is actually the worst of the four episodes. So, oh, I'll just skip that one. <laughs> but no, I have been watching NXT. I tried watching Ring of Honor a little bit, and it's still yeah. pretty good. Their production values are going up a little bit. Mm. They're not filming lights the whole time anymore. Right. So that's cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I just, after basically WrestleMania, I just took a huge hiatus from it, and I just it's, really it's healthy, haven't settled back it, in yet. It's healthy to do that with wrestling once in a while. Yeah. So I'll get back into it, then we'll start talking wrestling more, and for my three fans that like wrestling. Yeah, there's not a lot of them. <laughs> Preppy Zach, he's still still listener, I think. Mm, cool, that's awesome. Haven't heard from that guy. It's been a long time. He changed his profile picture away from... Daniel Bryan and I had a had a hard time figuring out who it was. <laughs> I almost told him to change it back. Can't handle change like that. So now we've got wrestling talk out of the way, and this episode is going to be about zombies. Title to not announced yet. I don't have anything clever. Hopefully by the end of the episode. Return of the Living Nerds. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Somebody will say something. Yeah. Quipical. Um, <laughs> So it basically what got me thinking about zombies more than usual is about two weeks ago a coworker asked me if I was going to go hunting because a lot of people at the factory I work go hunting. There's a lot of uh, real tree walking around, mm-hmm. uh, camo, camo, yeah. a pink camo too. I just want to start bumping into people. Just, oh, I didn't see you there. Um, so he asked if I'm going to go hunting. I'm like, no, I'm more of a gatherer. But I should probably learn from when the zombie apocalypse happens. Otherwise, I'm done for. I can't catch no food. I would, I would die, so I'd have to have a hunter with me. And then he started asking me questions about zombies, and I think his knowledge was, like, very minimal. Because right. his only question was, like, how do you kill something that's already dead? I'm like, well, you 
shoot, destroy the brain or chop off its head. But then I was like, you can't just chop off the head because you're just going to have a, a, a biting head. You have to destroy the brain. And well, you yeah, kind of just like, I'm going to get on this fork truck and leave. <laughs> yeah, but, but honestly, though, what is a biting head going to do to you? If you don't see it, you could put a foot in your mo- in its mouth, you know. Yeah, but you have a shoe on. What if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to go to the bathroom? Well, then don't – listen, the rule number at least <laughs> 10 should be don't go outside without shoes on. Yes. If you're worried about snakes and spiders getting in there, you've got to worry about zombie heads. The last, the last thing you want to worry about is, like, stepping on a rusty nail or something and getting a freaking infection. Yes. Trying to find, like, hardcore antibiotics in the post-apocalyptic world. T-Dog was lucky in that sense. Yeah. We can't talk about Walking Dead. I know. It's okay. I'm, I feel handcuffed, but I'll, I, will try to, uh, <laughs> I will try to conform. It's not like there's, like, 60 years' worth of zombie material we could go over. That's true. But I just want to say Walking Dead is so good. It is, right? <laughs> it's so good. That is, a, that is the last I will mention about Walking Dead. I mean, yeah, Walking Dead, I promise, Steph. I promise. Handcuffed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this next week, actually, we'll be able to just sit down. We're just going to record into my phone. I'm just going to turn on the, the recording sound app. And we're just going to talk about Walking Dead because this Sunday is the season mid-season break. Yep. So it'll be a perfect time to go over the show. I'm I'm two weeks behind. <laughs> oh, so we better not talk about anything else. Yeah, Dad, I would just I would just I would just shut up right now. <laughs> he would... he, we'd hear a soft cry and then he'd disconnect from the call. <laughs> so, <laughs> and did you see what happened? Oh. How about that one person who died that you never would have thought? No. Um, I do have a couple comments. I managed to scrounge up some feedback from listeners. Where did they go? I have it. You have it? Yep. Look at that. She's good. I'm on the ball, you guys. (laughs) Alright, so you just want to know what they commented on the nerd mode post you posted? That was redundant. The nerd mode (laughs) post you posted. My post post, yep. Post post. Um, with the Shaun the Dead picture on it, you just want those comments or what? Yep. That's all I have, so. Uh, Brian Stephen Brady wants to talk about Marvel Zombies and the um, DC Blackest Night. I don't know about comics, so you guys have that. I read, a, um, I think I have two or three volumes of Marvel Zombies, and that was really good. Shocking, but good. Um, I don't know what Blackest Nights is. Do you know what that one is, Mike? I am Googling Marvel Zombies right now. I made it to a wiki page. I see Captain America as a zombie and Thor as a zombie. And probably I think the second volume had like Spider-Man. Um, it was really cool. It What I liked about it was the characters, like all the heroes knew. Like they were still cognizant of what was going on. Like it wasn't a zombie version of Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man as a zombie. Like he still thought and felt and had emotions like Spider-Man, but he could not stop himself from eating people. What? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Marvel like, is crazy these days. Um, <laughs> and spoiler alert, I can do this because it, it came out like seven years ago. They totally eat Galactus. How great is that? Like, really? Uh, I think even Silver Surfer got taken down, and that upset my brother to no end because that's one of his favorites. Oh, I remember that. He was he got. He was so mad. <laughs> Like what? How can what? I? They can't. He's got the power cosmic. Like, <laughs> um, it's a good read. I definitely for any 
comic book and zombie enthusiasts, if you're not picking up the Walking Dead comic, you should definitely pick up Marvel Zombies. I don't know what DC Blackest Night is. Um, if it's a DC version of Zombies, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to get Devin. Devin, we'll need yeah, a rebuttal. We're, 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 sore, we're sorely lacking the comic book guys for this. Because I have the only comic book, so the only comic book I've read in the last 20 years has been The Walking Dead. So yeah, That's pretty much where I'm at, too. And then I've been reading uh, the Infinity Gauntlet series. And then some Deadpool. Some of that. Uh, let's see. It's a miniseries where Necron... A personified force of death resurrects deceased superheroes to seek to eliminate all life and emotion from the universe. And emotion? That sounds really goth. <laughs> That's very evil. God, you know, I would, I would really like to go fave somebody, but it doesn't seem worth it. I just want to sit here and smoke my cigarette and drink my clove coffee. Cigarettes. Don't forget, it's a clove cigarette. Clove. <laughs> of course it's clove. You don't have to mention that. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> God. You know, somebody coming from somebody who used to dress goth back in the day, that's still pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I full on the, used to. I'm not kidding. The only thing I know about goth is the episode of South Park, <laughs> which is what I was doing right there. Yeah, I totally imagine you as a gothic South Park character. <laughs> it. Uh, I wasn't one of those type though. I just liked how it looked. No, oh. I was probably one of the most cheerful, upbeat. Like I, I, I. You know, again, another tangent. I would full on like I was super skinny, mm-hmm. like barely one twenty five, and I was like nineteen, so I was a skinny guy, super like shockingly fast metabolism, and I wore the fishnets and the 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 PVC pants and all that stuff, nail polish. I'm not ashamed of it at all. I thought it was great. Hair down to my shoulders. You know, I was a goth kid. And uh, me and my buddy Tom would go to St. Cloud like twice a week all decked out. Mm-hmm. And we would always make sure we held the door open for complete strangers because they never knew how to respond. Nice. And I would so, go, oh, have a good day. Were you, were you a goth kid in high school? No. No, okay. So you can't. Okay, in your high school, what tier of um, so, on the social ladder were the goth kids? We didn't really have any in Hutch. That was really? the hard part. Yeah. We had a couple kids when I was a senior year. Um, I shouldn't say a couple, like one. Um, uh, John, who was like, he fit in with our group because he did like the exact same thing we did when I just after I graduated. Otherwise, it was a very like my school was pretty much jocks, and then not even like the nerds like you'd imagine like Big Bang Theory, like the complete social outcast, awkward kids. Right. Um, and then there was kind of like the redneck type guys. Mm. And then like there was me and my group were just like these mis- misfits. Like we're like the breakfast club, just leaning up against lockers. All these random people just couldn't find our own group. So we made our own, you know, but we didn't really have goth kids like that. There was a lot of punk rockers though. Huh. So were you guys generally ignored by the populace then? I wouldn't think so. I mean, Probably where we stationed ourselves in the like our school has this huge like one of the longest in the in the country actually, the main hallway we were kind of we just congregate congregated right in the middle, hmm. um, and then my buddy Jared who was like I'm not kidding the most popular guy in school hung out with us all the time and so we kind of would get the the wisp, <laughs> the, the the bouquet of popularity through him. 
Interesting. Yeah. And we in in my school we we there was not really goth kids, but we called them the corn kids. Because that was our version of goth, as kids that dressed up in corn t-shirts all day long, you know, every single day. Yeah, I was kind of one of those. Yeah, and they were that's it. They were probably below my group on the social on the social ladder. I was the um, AV uh, smart kid slash um, uh, drama, like all of that lumped into one. I mean, I was I was definitely a fat guy. You know, I had we were kind of nerdy, definitely nerdy. But the funny, the, the thing is, though, we were funny enough to where we didn't get picked on. Nice. Like we we can make the popular people laugh their you know pee their pants laughing, so we were good with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I I do have concerns. Um, I realized this a couple years. I'll tell you the whole story like after the show. But so I met up with a classmate of mine from uh, before graduation, year two thousand kind of thing, and. Randoms at the bar, and he gave me this vibe like he was afraid of me, and he's a lot larger and bigger and healthier than I am. All of a sudden, it hit me like, did people think I was crazy? <laughs> also, I'm like, oh my gosh, was I the crazy kid? Like, nobody, I never realized. Like, I didn't act weird, but maybe that's why they thought I was crazy because I was just like there. <laughs> Yeah. But I could tell you that whole story after the show. This is we've hardly talked about zombies. <laughs> Tangents. So you were talking about zombies with your coworker. You scared them away. Yeah. They got you. Got you thinking about zombies. Yes. And then Angie. That's where we're at. Angie was reading us some comments. Yes. Um, so we don't have a lot to say about those comics besides Marvel Zombies it was really cool, and I have no idea anything about Blackest Night. I'm not really a DC guy. <coughs> and I'll give us a whole rundown of, of the storyline and then B storylines and alphabetize it in numerical order. So we won't worry about it. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And then Travis commented Sci-Fi Channel's Z Nation. It's kind of a... I have it on my Kindle. I've got my phone, my Kindle, and my, in, my internet on my computer going here. Z Nation, here I'm going to read the rundown really quick. Okay. Starts years after the ZN1 virus, zombie virus has gutted the country. A team of everyday heroes must transport the only known survivor of the plague. Okay. I'll discuss why that sounds weird to me. From New yeah. York. Okay. Where the last functioning viral lab waits for his blood. All of the antibodies he carries from the world's last best hope for his vaccine, he hides a dark secret at threat. Uh-oh. He got bit. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. He started it. I don't know. Dun, With dun, dun. With mankind's survival at stake, the ragtag team embarks on a journey of survival across 3,000 miles of rusted-out post-apocalyptic America. It's by the producers who did Sharknado. So you know oh, gosh. <laughs> the Sharknado version of uh, Walking Dead, essentially. Yeah, so it seems... Yeah, like... The sci-fi version, because that's going to be awesome. My thing is... <coughs> Transports the only known survivor. Aren't they all survivors? Because wouldn't they all be alive? I'm That's- guessing. This is just me going off what you read. Is that everyone is sick and everyone turns or has some kind of symptoms except for this one dude? That's what I thought. That that sounds weird. How you can portray that in film would be interesting, but yeah, I never watch sci-fi, so 
I only watched Ghost Hunters, but... I only watched SmackDown. <laughs> I suppose that counts as sci-fi, huh? <laughs> Technically airs on the sci-fi channel. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and then, uh, I think Travis had a little bit more, too. I remember the post. Uh, mostly wanted to know is how many bad zombie movies have we had since the remake of Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead? Like the he goes the flood of crap that they're trying to cash in on. There's there's been so much stuff that has been released just trying to get a little bit of the money grab from the zombie thing. To tell you the truth, I haven't even given like most of them the time of day. Like I remember, I remember trying to watch some movie on um, on Netflix with um, we did like a a, um, a thing with my friend Derek, and we got on Skype together. And we were both we both started up this movie on um, on Xbox. Actually, it was it wasn't even on um, Netflix. It was something you bought on Xbox. We tried to watch this movie because it had Tom Savini in it. Had he Tom Savini played Jesus, by the way. Oh jeez. <laughs> so like Jesus Zombie Slayer or something. No, he was he was telling the story about um, how he was about this zombie thing, and I think it might have been made by Troma, which should have been a, a tip off. Like, man, this probably isn't going to be the best movie, even if it's a, even if it's a good bad movie, it's still going to be a Troma movie. Yeah, if it's if that's like the major label, then you definitely want to have a few beers before you watch it. Right, that helps. And after after that point, I'm like, wow, it, it, it almost it almost a little bit because I'm like, if this movie made and beat and people are watching it, then what the hell is my excuse? See, that's a good way to look at it too. Like, like I was thinking today about actual zombie end of the world stuff, right? And I came up with one that's so believable and like honestly, like it started freaking me out. I'm like, I can't even talk about that on the show because that would be a really cool movie. So no one gets to hear about it, like, because <laughs> Vince McMahon will steal it and it'll be on SmackDown. Um, see, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that idea that it's been a flood of crap since the Dawn of the Dead re- remake or even Night of the Dead because Travis and I used to have this thing we do all the time where we'd get some beers and I have this box set of zombie movies, like fifty zombie movies from. The 19, like, 60s all the way into the mid-80s, and they are horrible. Some of them are awesome because they're so bad, but they're just so bad. Yeah. So I don't see it as cashing in. I mean, that's definitely a genre where very few films actually shine, like Shaun of the Dead. That's true. Um, For every Shaun of the Dead you have, you've got, oh, gosh, what were some of them? One was called Autumn that my brother had me watch that... He got confused from a different movie. He had watched two zombie movies, and one was really good and one was really bad, and we watched Autumn. And all across the board, it was a, a disaster. Like, even, like, they'd be walking through their house, and it'd be darkness coming in the windows. Like, oh, we got to go outside and shut off the, zo- the generator. It's bringing in zombies. They'd walk outside, and it's daytime out. <laughs> so they'd go and fix it, and then the story started in the autumn, you know, hence the name. Right. And halfway through it's winter, there's zombies wearing winter coats. I'm like, when did the zombie put on a coat? Because it was autumn before. Well, if you're, what if it was set up north? Well, it's getting a little cold in the autumn. They you should know that. They were all in, like, t-shirts and stuff. Like, 
or at least a flannel, but also like there's one like a full winter coat. I'm like, when did he, when did he get the chill and decided to put a coat on? It was just all across the board. It was just a horrible, horribly made movie. So I don't think it'd be fair to say they're trying to cash in. It's just it's a it must be a very difficult genre to strike gold because it has to have that right mix of just about everything. And that's why for me. I was going to ask you guys' opinion what your favorite zombie movie is, and mine is Shaun of the Dead. Um, I don't think I'll see anything much better than that. How about you, Ange? Shaun of the... Um... Uh, I'd have to list them, because they're all tied, because I like so many of them, about equal. Probably Zombieland, though, would be the one that I That's can watch. That's a really good one. Turn that on, like, oh, Zombie Land's on! Even if there's commercials, I'll probably watch it. Isn't that weird, like, when you watch, like, a movie you really like on TV, and you have it on DVD? Oh, jeez, Mike. <laughs> Sound like he just electrocuted some people. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to break the show. No, it's oh, fine. God. We're talking about Zombie Wilson. I was, I was I was I was my, I was supposed to put a garage door opener in the mailbox for my mom. I forgot to do it, so that was her knocking at the door. I'm like, crap, crap. Yes. <laughs> um, we were just talking about our our favorite zombie movies. Then we'll quick throw out our least favorite. Okay, so my I, I heard you. I think I heard you say that Shaun of the Dead was your favorite before I had to get off the microphone. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shaun of the Dead is such a good movie. Such a good. Movie, but I can't 100% commit to it as my favorite zombie movie because it's such a spoof of zombie movies. True, I think it, it has that balance though, where it starts out like an abs like a spoof, uh-huh. but then like when things start falling apart, the Winchester becomes like a genuinely good, scary zombie movie. Like that's I think why I like because at first you're just like, oh, we're gonna chuckle and it's gonna be fun, and then all of a sudden it, there's real emotion there. I'm like, whoa, this movie really, yeah. really turned it up there. But that's just my opinion. Right. Um, all right, so I, I can't not say the original Dawn of the Dead. That is really good. The, the original, I mean, that used to be my go-to movie. If I couldn't think of anything else to watch, throw on Dawn of the Dead. If I, need, if I was having trouble sleeping, yes, throw on Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> See, you and my brother need to talk about that because I don't know how many times when we lived together, I'd walk out in the living room. He's sleeping on the couch, and that Dawn of the Dead screen is playing on the DVD player. <laughs> I had I had the um, the cassette of the. Uh, it wasn't the director's cut because actually Romero didn't like the cut of the movie I had. It was like the um, the studio cut, like cause they had a bunch of extra crap thrown in that Romero didn't like. It had it was the one with like the rainbow cover. It looked really strange for a zombie movie. Yeah. So you you know what I'm talking about? I would. Yeah, I, they were. There was another zombie movie came up at the same time called Zombie, and it was like an Italian one, and I think they were trying to do that kind of cover, too, because they had a very strange Italian art-style cover. Right. And I wore that cassette out. Nice. Wore it out. Like, I must, I must have watched that movie a hundred times. I, uh, that's a funny thing about me and my siblings, Angie here and Bill. Um, growing up, we each had our own favorite of the three, the original, the three. And finally, Bill saw it my way, because Bill loved Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. Angie always loved Day of the Dead. Yep. And I always liked Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And we each had our own reasons, you know, like, Bill didn't like Dawn of the Dead because of the blue zombies, you know. 
which again, that was kind of silly, but I was like, yeah. the story is so good, you know, but Day of the, uh, Night of the Dead is good too, you know, and Day of the Dead, we always had our, our favorite, like we we're always divided, and now all of a sudden Bill's like, that's my favorite one, I'm like, I told you, I told you like 15 <laughs> years ago, why did you listen to me? I'll tell you what. I, the, 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 one of my favorite, the favorite story of those three movies is the first one, Night of the Living Dead. The fact that the, it's the beginning of the bre- outbreak and a group of people get stuck in a farmhouse with zombies, you know, coming in on them. The, I love the idea. I just think that Romero was a little, little handcuffed in what he could do with his budget. Yeah, his shoes like if they, budget. If they really tried to, like, remake that, like, I don't know, like Sam Raimi or something got a hold of it and they put some money behind it and really remade it. I think that would be fantastic. Did you ever see the remake for it? Um, yes, I saw the Tom Savini movie. I actually like the Tom Savini 1990 version better than the original. Yep. I liked that one too. I didn't. I liked the heroine in it. I thought she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Her character in the original, I thought was kind of garbage, because she literally just stood around and screamed. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't Bar- I've only seen the original once, and it was a long time ago. And wasn't she just basically a whining like? Uh, babbling hot mess the entire movie yeah which there'd be a lot of that in the zombie apocalypse i'm not gonna lie true but no that's really all she did was stand around the screen when somebody left the room she'd yell at them like why are you leaving and then just that was it like it was just horrible mm-hmm. you know um so the remake was much better uh i thought even the zombies looked amazing those are probably my favorite film zombies is the those, ones in the night of the dead remake those are my favorites until The Walking Dead. Yes. But I think the same guy who did the 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 special effects on that movie also helped was doing The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I think it was Nicotero did that. So, it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think where we left off. Yeah, we just... That, I think that kind of covered what Travis was saying there about that. It just... The zombie genre goes back so much farther, all the way to White Zombie with Bella Lugosi. You ever seen that? It's really cool. That should get a remake. Except that's mm-hmm. more voodoo zombies. That's not like right. Well, that's where the whole zombie thing came from. Is the whole voodoo lore. Yeah. The the one the zombie. I'm not gonna lie. Every single zombie movie that I've seen that has like voodoo backing to it, I've hated. Like what, what's what's that? What, what's a really big one? Um, it was made by Carpenter. Um, Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent and Rainbow, yeah. Hated that movie. <laughs> See, I don't remember that. I remember the movie, but I don't actually remember seeing it. Like, I know it's, it exists. It's on I'm my a, list, but... I'm what? a huge John Carpenter fan, too. I'm sorry, Angie, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I just said it was, it was just, it was boring, and it was so long. I was yeah. like, I sit there going, is this over with? Can we be done now? I mean, is, is this it? Is, okay. <laughs> I was I was serious because that, that was during the era where you could rent a movie for like fifty cents at Family Video. Yeah. And I was I was seriously thinking they're like, man, I wish I had my fifty cents back. <laughs> like, that bad, how, huh? How bad is a movie that you literally want your fifty cents back? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty rough. So um, what I, I must have missed it. What is what is what, Angie? What's your favorite movie? Well, like I was saying, I like so many and uh, on the same level. You know, I like Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. I like Return of the Living Dead. I love God, that. Return of the Living Dead. I used to watch that movie when I was four years old. <laughs> I had that with Night of the Comet when I was in kindergarten. Every what? other day, Night of the Comet. And Christmas was the other day. 
the um, I, I'm not. I, it's funny. My wife is super. She's like a complete scaredy cat of horror movies. Like we can't watch a horror movie without having like at least a couple of buffer shows or programs afterward. Like whenever we watch The Walking Dead, she has to watch like two or three episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond afterward. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of Walking Dead. We it, think kind, about it. it kind of is. Except for the one episode where Ray Romano ripped out a, the neighbor's throat with his oh, bare teeth. You know, I haven't caught that. I thought I'd seen every episode. Yeah, that one's like, it's on like the fifth season DVD. It's, it's hard to watch. <laughs> Man, how do you come back from that? It's weird because like the very next episode, they transitioned right back into the normal shtick. And they even add canned laughter. It was really strange. It was just, it's like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I tell her, like, the problem is you grew up in a sheltered household. My thing is I grew up watching horror movies. Sure, I had debilitating nightmares when I was six and seven years old, but I got over it. And now I can watch movies no problem. But I remember at, like, four or five years old watching The Return of the Living Dead. And there's, I mean, there's, like, nudity in that movie. There's tons of bad language. Like, the violence actually isn't that bad in that movie. And there's some there's some pretty gory parts, but, you know... A lot of the violence is off-screen. Yeah. But and the that was on-screen, it's generally comedic, you know. True. But the, um, the, the best story about this movie is it was the only time I'd ever gotten in trouble swearing in front of my mom. <laughs> because I had, cause they had, they had, there was a throwaway scene where the zombies break through the police barricade like later on in the movie. And one of the, um, one of the cops goes, let's get those effers. <laughs> and sure enough, I just completely repeated it right in front of my mom. <laughs> Wah, wah. <laughs> so I was I wasn't allowed to watch that movie after that for a while. <laughs> bad. So, on that topic, do you are you see? I feel jealous when I meet somebody that can watch a horror movie and actually be freaked out because it's very rare I get scared. Like besides like a jump. Yeah. But anything can kind of make me jump. I'm a twitchy guy. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare I watch a horror movie that genuinely frightens me. Mm-hmm. And then. Because I probably had the exact same household you did. We grew up watching. I mean, I had on one VHS, it was uh, Night of the Comet and Weird Science. Like, those are the movies I grew up in kindergarten watching, you know? So, when I watch horror movies now, nine out of ten times, I'm really bored. True. I, that's the problem, though, is like the good horror movies this day are kind of hard to find because they all rely on, rely on those cheap um, cheap scares or just general unsettledness. And I'm the same way. I, I don't get scared by a general tone of a movie very much. And, I mean, I'm, I can get startled just as much as the next guy, but how, how, how far is a cheap, like, you know, jump out of the corner going to really take a movie? Yeah. That's why, that's why the, the, watching horror movies now, unfortunately, will never be the same experience it was back when you were watching it when you were 10, 11, yeah. 12 years old. Man. <laughs> now I'm Man I wish I could be 10 again. Jeez. My bedroom's still 10, but I'm not. Is, is there a, I mean, this might go off the zombies for a second, but is there a movie that has legitimately scared you? Uh, I really struggled with um, Event Horizon. See, uh, that one did, I, I've heard people say that, but it never bothered me, because I'm like, when am I going to go into deep space? <laughs> just the story of it, though. Like, me, it was I just, the, the way they, they staged it, you feel uneasy the whole time you're watching it, because of the... It, the like the background starts getting really green. That's so shocking looking. And although I haven't watched it in like probably twenty years, so maybe it's not scary. Just my memory of it. Like Angie got it for me on Blu-ray, and I I think the wrapper is still on it. Like I haven't got myself around to 
go, too. I just bought it for you at a whim. I was like, here you go. Yeah, I haven't gotten around, like, I'm going to put this in and I'm going to watch it, because part of me is holding on to that. Yeah, you don't want to ruin it. Yeah. I was scared of it then, but am I really scared of it now? I did really enjoy Cabin in the Woods. Didn't scare me, per se, but it was just a darn that fine movie. That one's on Netflix, right? Yep. Yeah, I have not. I have it in my queue, but I have not watched it yet. Gotta check it out. Like anybody that mentions watching a, a scary movie, like, watch Cabin in the Woods. What's it about? I'm like, no, just. I think I've seen it. No, you'd remember. Watch Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's so good. Joss Whedon nailed it. Hmm. And it has zombies in it, so it still pertains to the conversation we're having. Huh. There you go. The only the, the, I've been scared by two movies my entire life, and they both have to do with ghosts. Um, the first one was Poltergeist when I was little. Like I, Poltergeist messed me up, <laughs> mostly because of the um, the clown in the kid's bedroom. Me oh. was a big tree, because <laughs> that was a scary tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one bothered me, and more recently, um, Paranormal Activity, the first one. That one was pretty good. Watch. Yeah. I watched that movie at three o'clock in the morning by myself. My wife had left to go um, to go spend the weekend with her grand grandma because she wasn't feeling very well. And I watched it three o'clock in the morning. By four thirty or four forty-five, when it was over, I had every light in the house on, and I had cartoons on the television. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> like nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Flicking off the TVs, you turn all the lights on. <laughs> I did that once with Blair Witch. It didn't freak me out, but I did my best to get scared by the movie. Because I think Angie had loaned me, I don't know if it was a DVD or a VHS. It was on that time. It was a DVD, I think I got it for free. Yeah, and that was one like a DVD player was like 500 bucks and stuff like that. Like Angie was one of the first people I know to have one. Yep, so you did like five movies with it. So and then we got one, and I hooked it up to this tiny little TV in my parents' living room, and I full-on, like, covered myself with a sheet, so it was just me and the TV, so I was, like, in a tent, mm-hmm. and I just watched the whole movie, and it was done, I'm like, eh. So I have to actively try to find ways to get freaked out by movies. Like, you, have to, you, have to, you have to, like, you know, get a good setting. You have to uh, get yourself in the mood, like, some candlelight and stuff. <laughs> and then watch... A horribly, horribly scary movie. I don't know, like, and I've had friends. Like, I was watching a movie with a friend of mine a couple years ago, and it was um, Insidious. Okay. Everyone talked about how scary the movie was. Oh, it had me jumping, and the commercials show people watching, and they're jumping in the the theater. Those big reactions, and I'm like, all right. Started out really cool, and then after a while, I'm like, this is really boring. Yeah, that was that was definitely a tale of a movie that looked like it was going to be good from the start and had no idea how to finish itself. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like reading a Stephen King book. Really, it started out really Aww. strong, and then it just kind of oh, it Aww. just ends. <laughs> okay. All right, gloves are Watch off. it. Watch it. <laughs> no, I I love Stephen King. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just so many of the the movies just kind of. Eh. So I'm no, always willing to watch one. The 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 most recent one, I won't say it scared me. But it freaked me out, like, visually, and it was very unsettling. It's on Netflix, and I don't recommend it for everyone. The ABCs of Death. It sounds like one of those, I don't know if anybody listening knows what Faces of Death was. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just saying. Are you watching, like, come with, like, snuff film there? <laughs> no, it's, it's all what, the, it's got 26 uh, directors, 
were each given a letter of the alphabet, and they had to pick a word and basically create a death story around that word, and sometimes it would be really random. And they just had carte blanche what they wanted, and some of it was like, there was a couple of them were really, really good, and some of them were like, oh, that's kind of lame, but then some were just so unsettling to watch. I actually covered my eyes during like one or two of them because I'm like, this is just too much. So but it didn't that... freak me out, but it was very uneasy. So you said this is on um, Netflix? Yep. And see, I almost didn't make it through every letter. Like, And I've watched some pretty shocking horror movies, and it was to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I'll, I won't watch it again. Like, I I got that out of my system. <laughs> so if you want to watch something that isn't so much scary but unsettling, that's definitely one. I mean... Huh. And there was a couple, check that out. a couple of stories were just awesome. Like, the letter D, I loved it. Oh, man, I want to just rewind it and watch it over and over again. And then there's some that, like, later on in the alphabet, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is just too much. Like, I think that's, I watched that, and I pretty much... Like Ryan, I put on some Everybody Loves Raymond or King of Queens and just kind of. <laughs> ah. Like what? What director got stuck with um, X? <laughs> <laughs> and most of it's foreign, so it's a lot of foreign directors and subtitles. Right, I see. I see that it's a British-made uh, produced movie here. Yep, and it's it. It. I don't know. Like I tell people, oh yeah, watch it. Like watch it at your own risk, because there was some of it was pretty shocking. Interesting for a, for a kid who's been watching Zai movies since before kindergarten. So <laughs> nice. Um, so I have a list here. Um, it's a Rolling Stone list, so you know it must be prestigious. Absolutely. I of love the, their lists of the ten greatest zombie movies of all time. Oh. Um, let's, what do you guys think about this list? Number ten, Zombieland. All right. Yeah. Number nine, we kind of already talked about that. Dead Snow. That's one with zombie Nazis, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's like the first word in the, in the article here. Nazi zombies, question mark? I haven't seen it, but I heard it was good. I think that one's on Netflix as well. My, I had a friend at work, um, actually also named Chuck, ironically enough, who um, was totally like trying to get me to watch this movie, but he said it, I think it has subtitles. And unfortunately, I was at the point where with the kids and all, like watching a movie that has subtitles requires a very deep level of commitment to that uh, movie. Oh, <laughs> so, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I've blown it off the entire time, but the fact that it made the Rolling Stone list. <laughs> um, number eight, and this might be competing with my favorite zombie movie of all time, Planet Terror. Oh, that is really good. I forgot about that one. Planet Terror, to me, is just probably the most fun movie I've ever watched. It is really fun. Because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yes. The, the the Grindhouse movies, both of those and uh, um, Death Proof, are just yeah. phenomenal. Especially Death Proof has a scene in the middle. Uh, it's like a almost 14-minute unbroken scene. Just steady cam. Love mm-hmm. I love that stuff. That's my favorite shot, steady cam. Anyways, I could rant about that too. But yeah, I love, I love Planet Terror, man. Everything from, you know, I love Robert Rodriguez's style of movies. You know, uh, the guy who played El Rey was just, like, one of the best badasses I've ever seen on television and on, on movies, like, recently. Yeah. Just, the whole thing was so good. No, I definitely agree with that. I totally, I totally spaced on that one, too. I should see if Steph wants to watch that sometime. Anyway. <laughs> I tried to get Ryan to watch it, and she's like, what is this stupid movie? Like, why, why does it look so bad? I'm like, no, that's the point. It's supposed to look stupid and bad. It's like, it's like an awesome movie that has this mask on it of, a, like, a B-movie. 
It's supposed to look like you found it at a garage sale for a nickel. Right. You know, and it's it's missing scenes. It's just it's brilliant. Like it's so good. Like I I remember being in the theater when they're doing the uh the when well what's her face is doing the um the the sex scene. The sex scene starts and we're like, All right, all right, Rosario I mean, um what's her name? Can't remember her name now. I'm Rose McGowan, all right, we're, I'm liking this, and then all of a sudden it says real missing, or, you know, whatever, and then it cuts to the freaking barn on fire. I'm like, yes, that is fantastic. <laughs> we, like, missed the giant action scene. It was all, it was so brilliant. Loved it. Um, number seven, Dead Alive. That one is, that was from the 80s, right? Yeah, that was the Peter, Je- no, it's from 1992, actually. It's the Peter Jackson zombie movie. Is that the one with the lawnmower on his chest? Yes. Yeah. I barely remember that one. I just remember that was probably one of the most irresponsible ways to kill zombies. He's just covered in zombie blood. Like, that's going to get in, like, somewhere. <laughs> that movie, I think, of any zombie movie I've ever seen that I've liked, that one was the most messed up. Because yeah. there were, I mean, there was like, there was like a walking talking anus in that movie like his mom turned into a zombie at the very end she grew to like giant size for some reason and was trying to get her to get the guy to go back into her womb Uh, do you you remember any of this (laughs) peter jackson i really don't i just yeah he definitely is because he's constantly coming out with dvds and then six months later an extended version he waits (laughs) until after i buy the hobbit like desolation of smog and they're like oh there's an extended version for the same amount of money for 15 more hours a movie. Right. I'm going to boycott yeah. his movies. <laughs> anybody anybody who's ever like, oh my God, Peter Jackson is such a great director, you know, I will always say, have you ever seen Dead Alive? <laughs> He's <laughs> and come a long way. He has come a long way. <laughs> I do like that movie, though, but man, it is, it is out there. I'll have to watch I'll... it again sometime, because I think probably when I watched it, I was so young, I didn't understand anything that was going on, except for the lawnmower. And right. then when I look back, I'm like, yeah, that's really irresponsible. One of my uh, that, that movie has one of my favorite lines in cinema history, is when they're in they're in, they're in the um, the graveyard and he's trying to wrangle up the zombie that that left his house because he's trying to keep them all in his basement, and, you know, so that he doesn't cause an issue, and he gets attacked by the biker gang or whatever, and all of a sudden the, you see this priest jump out. He jumps up on a tombstone and was like, "I kick ass for the Lord." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how you should start every conversation. <laughs> like, I had that as a soundbite on my podcast for so many years, and I was actually trying to look for it before this show started so I could play it, but I could not find it. I have it now. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Oh, fantastic. <coughs> number six, Shaun of the Dead. Definitely. Um, number five... 28 Days Later. I'm on the fence about that one. I don't consider that a zombie movie. A lot of people don't. It's on the fence. Like, I don't like it. I because... liked it, but, again, I never considered it zombies. And, that, and that's my problem with it, is because I got in there, and I'm like, these aren't zombies. These are crazed humans. Yeah. It's a rabies. It's a virus movie. It's, right. it's, it's an it's a movie. Right. Yeah, not a, not a big fan of it. Um, number four, the reanimator. 
I don't think I've ever seen it. I know exactly what the movie is, but I don't think I've seen it. I think that was one of those never got around to it because I was like nine. Right. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's one of those movies that everyone says is such a good movie if you like zombie movies, but I've never actually taken, taken the time to go watch it. Yeah, that's, that's on my list too. I finally just like watched Blade Runner about three months ago. Was it everything you thought it would be? It was really good. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Blade Runner either. It's pretty good. A uh, number three is the remake of Dawn of the Dead, two thousand four. Yep. Which I loved. That was really good. Um, but not as much as the original, which is number two. <laughs> nice. Uh, none of the and then number one they have here is Night of the Living Dead. I could definitely see that list. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard to jockey some around because I have there's I think three on there I haven't seen of the entire list, so I'm kind of proud of that. Right. But the three I haven't seen, I know everything about, so that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, I was surprised like the movie Zombie didn't make it on. That's a, an Italian one. Has a right. zombie fighting a shark. <laughs> it's a. Uh, what was the? It's not. It's more of a whale shark. It's a smaller whale shark, so it didn't ever, never actually could could have bit the zombie. But yeah, there was an underwater fight between a zombie and a shark. I think I I think I picked that up once for fifty cents and didn't really pay that much attention to it. Um, All right, so like you said, the um, you, the word you said that well, these are the best zombie movies. What was the worst zombie movie you've ever seen? What was one? My brother had brought over. It was on my was on my birthday a couple of years ago. Or this was just one year. We were at the at my folks' place watching it. Well, we're playing a game called Zombie Dice, which you guys should pick up if you if you don't. It's so fun. It's kind of like Yahtzee with brains. Um, <laughs> I, Zombie Diary? Not Diary of the Dead, because that was a Romero one. This wasn't Romero. It's like Zombie Diaries or something like that. And it, had, it was basically like a snuff film. I mean, the people who made it really had no care for women. Because right. women were treated so poorly in this film. Um, there was one scene, though, that I've made mention of I get a headache in a very specific spot in my brain that I think is genuine now and something really stupid comes my way. And all of a sudden, like, just the top part and the left kind of hurts, and right now uh-huh. it hurts. They tried to do the found footage kind of thing, which in a zombie movie would be perfect, but nobody's nailed it yet. Um, where... Th- they're using the night vision. One guy's filming everything, and it's like this, some soldiers, a couple civilians, trying to get off this island before it gets nuked. And they're sneaking around, you know, almost military crawling, and no zombie notices them at all. And the guy's like, okay, whispering, I'm going to try something. And he stands up, and he stabs a zombie in the head. I don't know if he missed or what. It didn't kill it. Now, his first res- my response would to be to crouch back down and say, okay, that didn't work. Let's keep going. His response was, it didn't work. Run. I was like, oh my gosh. No one noticed you. Like they wouldn't even, that zombie wouldn't have even noticed. He'd be like, just, he would have kept on his little zombie way. But then you screamed out, cause a panic and everyone ran. I was like, you guys, if you can't come up write action in your zombie movie, you shouldn't be writing a zombie movie. <laughs> Right. I'll have to, it's Zombie Diaries, I think. Zombie Diaries 1 or 2. I think it was number 2 is what it was called. Oh, so bad. <laughs> and then Autumn was up there and then 
I've seen a lot. There was one called The House Next Door or something like that. And it was an Italian artsy-fartsy zombie movie about... And I don't even call it a zombie because the guy... It was a zombie, quote-unquote, that lived in the basement of this house. Like, the basement door was always boarded up, so no one even, like... They bought the house and never thought, hey, let's go in the basement. They just... Let's board it up. Don't go in the basement. And he would, like, kill people and use the parts to keep themselves alive. And they use that as a story for a zombie movie. But it just... I was actually yelling at the movie when it was done because I would force myself to finish it. And it ended with this really artsy, philosophical thing. And then it just went black and said, Finn. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 Finn. That is not an ending. I just freaked out. Like, <laughs> I've seen too many to list, to be honest, because that was a big hobby of mine right around 2005. Like, just zombie movies all the time. The the name of the zombie movie that I was talking about near the beginning of the episode where Tom Savini plays Jesus Christ was called Zombiegeddon. Zombiegeddon. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, zombie movies. The one that comes to my mind the most, it always sticks in when I think of terrible zombie movies, I think was called Children of the Dead, or the, of the Living Dead. And that one also had Tom Savini in it, believe it or not. He kind of shows but up in a lot. He does. Um, and... The big thing about that movie that I hated is that there was one zombie who was, like, causing the issue. And every once in a while, when this this zombie would, like, cause some chaos, it would just cut to him doing, like, the, yes, excellent kind of face. Like, doing his hands in front of his face. I'm like, (laughs) what What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Look at the chaos that I've caused. (laughs) It's like butters if he was a zombie. <laughs> and anything that zombies have guns and use them. And Dun- tools that- in general. I'm not a fan of zombies See, using tools. Zombies using tools is okay. George Romero has taught us that even the most rudimentary animals will eventually use tools. It was in the original Dawn of the Dead movie. I'm more of a fan like if they just happen to be holding a thing and accidentally... But I'm not a fan of them like, oh, I can't get in this window. I'm going to pick up a rock and use that like to... For me, like, I've gone on and on. The zombie brain is far less mechanical than that. It's very binary. It just it sees something it wants to eat, and that's that's all it does. So if there was, like, a car window, it would just sit there and slide its face along the window. I don't think it would ever be able to understand that that's a solid thing, that that's glass, like a fish in a fish tank. It would just be like, clunk, clunk. Right. I don't think the zombie apocalypse, if it really happened, would be nearly as deadly as the movies make it seem because they would just be really dumb and they'd just be biting tripping hazards what a what a transition you've just done here (laughs) what a transition i like it because i would want to i want to talk about like what it would be like you think if the zombie apocalypse actually happened the, the problem is there's two there's two origin scenarios you have a no matter what, everyone who dies is going to become a zombie. And then you have the patient zero situation. So, like, one person causes the outbreak and then, like, through biting, what have you, and then it just spreads that way? Right. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm more in the liking of the Walking Dead version where everyone is sick. Like, everyone well, that dies will come back. Although they kind of, again, we can't talk Walking Dead too much, but they kind of screw it up in the show a little bit. When you see dead people in the cars with their little headshot wounds. 
Like, they should be zombies, you know, by their storytelling. Um, but a zombie bite will make it happen faster. Right. Well, you said, you said a headshot wound, though. If you shoot yourself in the head, you're not coming back. That's what I mean. Like, they didn't have those. It was just at the, the start of the show, there's just dead bodies there with no signs of head trauma. And uh... everyone just assumed that you had to get bit because not everybody's turning, and then all of a sudden everyone's turning, you know. It's one of those little flub kind of things. Right. Um, That's true. I mean, unless somebody had come by and put a more subtle brain, uh, you know, injury to them. That's either that or it, they realize it evolved from the the previous, you know, it started out just getting bit, but then over time, you know, all of a sudden, wait, the people are coming back, but the time frame doesn't line up because it wasn't that long between the outbreak and when they met the dude at the CDC who explained to Rick. Right. Um, so that's my my theory about it is that people would, poor Angie, <laughs> people would get sick faster, die faster from a zombie bite. You know, like it was like a catalyst. I I I think as far as the Walking Dead, I think that Walking Dead has almost is almost my perfect like this is what would happen scenario of if people if this actually happened. I think that you're right. If it was like a patient zero situation, that there would be a really good chance of containing it. Yeah. Like if, if, seriously, if it got out, if it was like only isolated to one person, I mean, the, the, I don't think it would be against the, what the government might do to simply just bomb the city. It'd be like, no, we're done with the city. Yeah. <laughs> to, to control <laughs> this. But if everyone is sick, I honestly think there's no way of ever going. I, mean, I think it would be quick. And I think it would be chaos like it showed in The Walking Dead. Yeah, I because... think that would mostly be panic. What do you think, Andrew? We've got to get you in on the conversation. <laughs> I'm going through my email right now, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I, okay, I, so... I can't put anything in my spam folder on my phone, so I've got to go in and clean out my email here. Right. So. <laughs> um, I've always been, I, I love post-apocalyptic anything, so I've always liked the idea of the government screwed up and something was released, and that's what started it. I'm very old school that way. I like, you know, the government messed up. Maybe it means I'm a teabagger. I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think you just watched a lot of Red Dawn and stuff growing up. And watched a lot of what? Red Dawn. Yeah. I don't know. That was a good movie. Um, but no, I always liked that. I always had that idea that the government. Maybe that's why, because Return of the Living Dead is like my favorite, one of my favorite zombie movies. And yeah. that's what the basis of that story is, is that it was a. A government mistake. And so for you, it would be man-made. Yes. Like, it would be a man-made virus, whether it was, like, it they're trying it. to mix something with the cold. Yeah, or make a weapon. What do you think your source would be, Mike? Like, what would be your your event? I'm, I mean, I'm sure it would be viral in some way. I don't know whether it, you know, is some kind of a... You know, Ebola mutates into the zombie virus, which I love that people are like going crazy about that. You know, <laughs> three weeks ago, we're all uh, gonna die. No, we're okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, but I, in all honesty, if it was going to happen, it probably would be a situation like that. Like maybe something, a meteor hits the Earth or something that has some weird, you know, dormant virus on it from a distant world. Yeah. That that, caused... See, that would be almost. That was a plot of a movie. And an awesome I book. think that was Night of the Comet was kind of the deal, too. I'm going to strain. You haven't seen Night of the Comet. you got to check that one out. It was Michael Crichton from 1970-something. 
that was the whole premise of that one, that the whole town, an uh, uh, asteroid hit in Arizona, killed the whole town except for a baby and a drunk guy, like the town drunk. And they couldn't hmm. figure out why. And it was, it's, the book is very clinical, but it's a really good book. Michael Crichton does have a tendency to be a little clinical in his writing. It's really dry. Thought. I had to force myself because I wanted to finish it. Like, it's like reading a textbook. I, like, to this day, I'm not even sure how I possibly finished Jurassic Park as an 11-year-old. <laughs> Talk about DNA through, like, 30 chapters. <laughs> I, I that one. I don't know why I could, why I could read it. But, but. You're a big reader. Me, not so much. I like movies. Um, for me, I think I'd go with bacteria and virus as well. Um, I can't remember if I brought up, like, uh, cordyceps. Have you heard of those? Um, it's, if you ever get a chance to look up cordyceps, starts with a C, that's how I think it would start is it's a bacteria or a virus. Actually, it's a fungus, like a mushroom, basically, that affects insects. Oh, this creeps me out. Yeah, that's <laughs> creepy stuff. And if this happened, the zombie apocalypse would be terrifying. The people don't, like, the, the bugs and stuff don't actually bite. They don't attack each other. They just, it takes over their brain. It makes them crawl, like, either to the hub of the like their community or like to a high point and then they die and out of like seriously every orifice these big tendrils grow out like it, you watch it it looks fake it's full on 100% real and then those release spores that infect more and more and more right um well, that that the video with had ants which surprised me I was able to watch the whole thing yeah it had ants and I think <laughs> butterflies beetles uh, stick bugs things like that like bugs so bad I get the creepies I get goosebumps well if you, if you think about it if like um even not going so like in depth as that um that specialty sport thing if there is a virus like a zombie virus that can be transmitted by mosquitoes we're all, we'd all be effed. oh yeah so that's that's how I would see it. It would be something that would jump. But on that token, I don't think the zombie apocalypse, like, for me, I don't think it would be dead tissue. Like, part of me, like, fantastically, my brain, you know, making movies and stories, I don't think somebody's heart would stop and then all of a sudden they'd get up and start biting people. I, I, I have a hard time getting into that. I think it'd be more like, almost like 28 Days Later, voodoo zombie kind of thing where people no longer have control of their brains and they're either attacking, things like that. And the reason I say I don't think the zombie apocalypse would be nearly as... like the movies make it seem, because... We've all been on the internet and we've seen videos of people who are super hyper drunk, like to the point where they should be in the ER and they're trying to like walk. You ever seen those? Mm -hmm. Where like, it's like their kneecaps are missing and all their bones are probably about 50% less sturdy, so they're just wriggly and they can barely move. That's, I think, would be a zombie, even if it was dead tissue. Like, that's the level of control and attack power a zombie would have. So what would do us the most damage in the zombie apocalypse is each other freaking out or well, the- underestimating that while that it's like a, you know, a rabid animal laying on the ground like you could easily be like oh it's not that let's hold him down and then he bites and like i i'm more of a realist when it comes to the actual zombie apocalypse if it ever happened i have a hard time like i don't think anything that's been dead a long time like in uh return living dead 
wood clots way out of a grave and like something yeah. just skeleton. It would have to be like living tissue. The, well, I feel like I'm so on the fence about it. Like I even convinced myself like, well, the zombie virus could create like an enzyme that would stop rigor mortis and reverse it. So it can move like my brain is still working that in. But for the most part, my realist side thinks it would just be more See, like 28 days later, but a lot more drunk. <laughs> I picture it as the um, when they when they die and come back the first time. If this virus is powerful enough to re-trigger that very basic core instinct of your brain to get up, move, and eat. Obviously, when you fir- when they first get up, I think they would be easily the most dangerous they're ever going to be. Oh yeah. Um, they get up. You know, once they, once once they die, they come back. The rigamoris hasn't set in yet. You know, the blood flow hasn't had an issue. It wasn't an issue. They get up. They start running after you. I think that's how it would happen. Yeah. Like just, I mean, if he, if you saw what's the world that came out recently, the World War Z. Yep. The, did you see that? Yep. The scene in well, I don't know if they're in D.C. or New York or whatever, but when they everyone's just like getting knocked over left and right, left and right. I think that is literally how the, to- the beginning of a zombie apocalypse would happen. Yeah, it'd be a lot of pandemonium kind of thing, and that's, I think, initially how it would spread is panic. Right, and it would spread from the big cities out. and the um, But once rigor mortis, because once in a while, because the, you know, the heart's not pumping, so the, the blood would eventually cause the, um, the body to rigor mortis. Once that happens is when they would become more like traditional zombies and just kind of shambling along. But at that point, it would be too late. Yeah. And then if everyone gets sick, you'd have a lot of the, the doomsday prepper types with guns shooting everybody that could be an issue and then just creating more. Right. So and ultimately, again, it'd pretty much be humans that were the best, really the screwing be- things up. <laughs> the best zombie movies are not about the zombies. Yep. Same with the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, like part of me, like... I'm two minds about it, really. Like again, there's the realist part that thinks even if dead tissue came alive, they wouldn't. I think I have a hard time like saying they'd be a running zombie. Although my brother and I talked about it, I think on the first episode that there's multiple stages, and you kind of said the same thing. Like it mixes genres, really. Um, we're talking about Dead Island. Yeah, that there's levels. There's levels of zombie there's the first infected which are the running ones and those and then, are essentially i think still like i liken it to 28 days later the people are alive like rabies crazy they go, they go crazy then they die and become the walking zombies the so, shambling ones so it'd be like a two-tier thing like it'd be the rabid 28 days later like this is going off my one side of my brain that is making it a fantastical amazing scary horror action film so somebody would, like, get sick or get bit, and then they'd become, like, instantly rabid, like, 28 days later, run, bite more people, and that's their their job mm-hmm. yep. is to bite and spread the disease. And then when they die, they come back and just exist as the walking dead. What is, okay, what is this amazing game you're describing? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Dead Island. You haven't played Dead Island? We're gonna, I, I have was, not. Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide. Yes. So good. It's it's almost like Zombieland the game, only not really hilarious. Like there was one time. Like it's one of those did you are you on Xbox or PlayStation, anything like that? 
I have the 360 and the PS3, but I don't have any of the new gen stuff. Okay, it's these are all on the the, the 360. Um, like Dead Island, you start out. It's you're basically on this resort. You know, this spring break, fancy. I mean, the set the the game looks beautiful. I mean, it's be- sandy beaches everywhere, docks, um, Water, huts, everything is beautiful, and everyone is dead. There's zombies everywhere. Um, you'll be walking along, and you'll just this uh, the audio of the game has like screaming in the background and stuff, like because this zombie apocalypse happened on this small island. And then it you like there's weapons everywhere, and it's literal stuff like you pick up a pool cue and use that for a while until it breaks. You pick up a, a paddle, but then over time you find better weapons, and then you can actually craft and build weapons. Some of them you get pretty comical, but sometimes you're like, that's pretty sweet. The guy you know took a reaper sickle and act wrapped electric wire and it's electric you know it's amazing it's a fun game it's like um skyrim and fallout it's open world and you get quests and you have to go and what (laughs) you have to go and collect stuff for people chuck this game is only five dollars pre-owned at gamestop i know where i am going tomorrow yeah get both get both versions we have to add each other on xbox we'll play sometime there you go. How are we not friends on there, Mike? Maybe it's because I don't play video games very often. Okay, Rip Riptide is a little bit more expensive, but yeah, the that's first the one, the, one, the first one's only five dollars. I can afford five dollars. I think so. And then um, Riptide is just a continuation of that, where you can play as the same characters and. That one's big. I mean, that's that one's big. Yeah, you. There's so many different levels in there, and there's. Little villages in the in the in the uh, jungle and oh yeah, it's it's a fun. Like I was actually gonna ask, like, what are your guys' favorite zombie games? And that's one of mine. Um, Left the Left 4 Dead series too, was superb. I I liked Left 4 Dead, but it was way too shooty for me. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not very good at shooters. For me, that's more like I want to get together with some friends and shoot zombies because you can play one of the tutorial or one of the stories in 40 minutes and you're done. So. I said, that literally may have been the last game I ever dusted off and played online with my friends was uh, Left 4 Dead 2. It's always Borderlands. <laughs> I could talk about that. It's old episode. Borderlands the, um, 2, ultimate favorite game of all time. I'll say it. Love it. <laughs> I have not played any of those games. Um, zombie, game, zombie games, though. Um, probably my favorite zombie game of all time. And I kind of, I don't even know if I can really call it a zombie game because it's it's a Resident Evil game, but it was it was the one after they kind of got away from the zombies. It was Resident Evil Four. That one was pretty fun. That, that I really struggled with it though. Like, that's the one with like the, like the um, guy with the hood and the chainsaw, right? That's yeah. You never take that guy out. He always got me. <laughs> The, the, and the fifth one was basically four, but in HD, but it wasn't as good. The story was not nearly as good. But, um, yeah, I must have played Resident Evil 4 at least at least 20 times all the way through. You'll have to help me through mine, because, yeah, I couldn't have... Although I think I was playing on the Wii, so that's probably why I had a hard time. Yeah, I've heard the Wii versions. I mean, I heard the Wii version, while decent, is a little bit tougher than the GameCube yeah, version. Yeah, it's more motions. Like, it's easy when you're panicking to press the A button a bunch to attack, but when you're panicking and you have to swing your arms around, no, forget about it. 
Mm. I would in the real world I would be dead instantly because I'd just flail, and then I'd be gone because that's what you do with the Wii. <laughs> flail. <laughs> um, what was the one? What was? <coughs> sorry. Pardon me. <coughs> Getting over a cold. Uh, what was the one that was set in the mall? That was just a, a open world game. You have to go do. The, you have to go and um, like. Oh, it was that was set. Dead Rising. I had fun with that game, but I hated that I was always against the clock. I yeah, I hated that and the constant having to lead people. Oh yeah, like escort, the escort missions. missions. I hate I hate escort missions, and that's eventually what that whole game became. Um, the hordes were almost comical. Yeah, they were so big. The the Xbox One game, like I have to start playing again, is amazing because it's the same amount of hordes, but you're in like an open world. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Like, in the mall, I'm like, that is a lot of people in a mall. Like, that's a lot. You know? <laughs> like, even the Mall of America. Like, like this was... The Mall of the America mall of at Christmas is yeah, not Yeah, like, Black crowded. Friday, Mall of America. Like that, and they just kept showing up. Like, no, that one was really fun. Um, because that's definitely a, okay, get people together, have some beers, and see how many zombies you can kill in ten minutes. And then just go and watch the counter, you know? Right. But when I, I got my Xbox One uh, opening day, the first thing I've ever stood in line for, mind you, um, I've never done that before. Uh, and that was the game I got was uh, Dead Rising 3. And you start playing, it's the, the general startup, you know, the guy's like, oh my gosh, i got to get away from these zombies. And then, then you walk out this broken bridge, this tunnel, and you see the sheer mass of zombies. I just stood there not knowing what to do. <laughs> because not only was it like thousands of zombies spawned on my screen, all doing their own thing, it wasn't like static imagery on the background. You could go out and essentially mingle with every single one of them, and I just stood there, almost gripped with fear. Like I'm gonna die a lot on this game. It's it's gonna happen. I am not gonna survive this. Like <laughs> the original Dead Rising was the game that made me have to get an HD TV. Yeah, because of the text, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 at that point, I was still gaming on my um, 32-inch CRT in um, S-Video, mind you. Not the standard RCA, but I was fancy with the S-Video. And I, I tried to play that game, and I'm like, this is BS. I'm going to go drop $1,000 on a TV. <laughs> and it's amazing that a 32-inch TV isn't a small TV, and it's still like because of the stinking text. Yeah. I remember I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he had the exact same problem. Like, you got to play it on a, an LCD, man. It's just it's a different experience then. And then also, for some reason, the text is huge, and it works. And it's like they well, had a deal with TV companies. Like, I, I knew that I was eventually going to buy an HDTV when I bought an Xbox 360, but I couldn't commit to it right away. I would always take my 360 over to my friend Chad's house because he had an HDTV, and I, he didn't have a 360 yet. So we would, I would take it over there and play. And then finally I bought Dead Rising, and I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. Yep. <laughs> Got to move move up. <laughs> and and now, now for $1,000, a TV you could get. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm mean, i looking at getting a new TV for the basement. It's a 55 or a 60-inch for $600. Yeah, it, it depresses me when I think about how cheap TVs are. Like, my, my TV that I have in my den living room area, you know, with Samsung, 46-inch, LCD, at the time, state-of-the-art, was fantastic. Cost me a thousand dollars. That TV now would probably run me about three fifty. Yeah, it's crazy. So sad. 
Um, I was hoping we'd talk about zombie video games because there's some fun ones. Yeah, my I think my favorite video game that actually has real zombies in it though would probably be either Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yeah, see, I didn't get into Resident Evil. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those. We had a thing where my, like my friend, my friend Chad, and you know Derek, um, they couldn't play those games because of how jumpy they were. <laughs> um, I was the only one that would play it, so we would literally go buy a Resident Evil game. Um, first one we rented. Everyone after that we bought. Like day of it came out, we would have everybody over, and I would play through the game in one night while they would watch. Nice. <laughs> and that like went a performing on- monkey. <laughs> that went all the way, I kid you not, through Resident Evil 4. Wow. Every single one that came out. After that, we kind of split and went our own ways because it was college after that. But yeah. Then you had to find college buddies to watch you play video games. Yeah, not quite as cool. <laughs> no, not that, as cool. See, at that point, at that point in my life, I, I had also discovered alcohol. <laughs> Which, and in I, time, can make video games even funner. True. <laughs> but, and I also discovered, like, women... Because <laughs> up, up until that point, I wasn't so interested in the whole, like, getting a girlfriend kind of thing. But then once college hit, I'm like, you know what? This is starting to get a little pathetic. <laughs> Seems like there is some plus sides to that. Like, all of my friends are out having fun with their girlfriends, and they're probably having sex, and I'm not. I'm playing video <laughs> games. And no one's watching me. <laughs> Sad. Um... I'm trying to think what other topics I had. I don't know. We kind of covered so much. I was going to ask questions, and I should have asked this at the start of the show. Uh, I was just browsing the internet looking for, like, discussion topic ideas, you know, kind of like conversation starters. And one of them was the zombie outbreak happens. You can pick one weapon, one partner, and we're going to say fictional, and uh, one theme song. One theme song? (laughs) Like, what would be your, like, your duo's theme song? Like, what would be your song you'd play, like, to handle the zombie apocalypse? I should have asked at the start, because that seems like something we could have thought about over time. Right. Um, well, uh, for me, I would, I'm, I have no idea how to shoot a gun. (laughs) At all. So, if a zombie apocalypse happened right now, a gun would be useless to me. Almost. I would be crap for it. I would basically just, it'd be a dinner bell, really. Right. <laughs> Too loud, not a good enough shot, just that's not going to work. So I think I would probably get something along the lines of like a baseball bat. Uh, you know, something that's you know, has a little bit of range, but is easily swung. I mean, and if you took a baseball bat to a zombie's head, he's done. Yeah. So, like maybe like a wooden baseball bat or a metal baseball bat, and... Um, I would definitely want somebody with me who could shoot a gun. So let's go with um, so who, who's a really good shot? How about Roland from the Dark Tower series? <laughs> See, I haven't read that, but I'll have to. He's I a gunslinger, he, and he doesn't miss. About it. And my theme. Lynch? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, theme. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. You know, the, the theme song. I would. I, I'm really into the uh, Imagine Dragons lately, and I would have to go with Monster. That's a good one. That or Radioactive. Oh. That's a good album. Man, <laughs> these guys are good. <laughs> How about you, Ange? Oh God. Um. 
I would, for my weapon, I need something metal, so I, I wouldn't want a bat. Sorry, you know, you play Dead Island, you know they're gonna wouldn't. Uh, it's the, they'll break. splinter and break. They'll splinter and break eventually. I need something metal. I've seen like, like multi tools that have like a hatchet on one side and like a hammer on the other, or something like that, where I, it's like a multi-purpose item for me. I can use it to open things or and kill zombies. You know. My... The only... The only problem with a multi-tool like that is I would worry that I would hit him too hard and it would get stuck and I would get hit by another zombie who I didn't see. Yeah, you definitely want to aim for blunt force. is always good because you can't really get a baseball bat stuck unless you're really bad with a baseball bat. <laughs> if you don't have no idea what you're doing, you get stuck in a fence, like a chain link fence. You ever had that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! This is not how it's supposed to end. <laughs> Um, my partner in crime would be, oh gosh, well, because Zombieland's my favorite zombie movie, probably Tallahassee, (laughs) and he's funny, and he can drive a car, I mean, he can drive a good, drive it well. And Um, he's really good at killing zombies. Good at killing zombies, that's what he's meant to do. Oh, and then our theme song? Ooh. You might have to come back for that. I'm trying to go through my music folder so they can think of anything. Anything jumps out? Yeah. So you can get your Google ready. Your Google <laughs> what's it's. Because for the longest time, and I had... My next question will be about the worst zombie weapon anybody has recommended now. Since we've all probably had the conversation, have you ever had somebody ask, like, say, oh, this would be my weapon. you just like, that part of your brain on the top left starts to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got one of those too. This would be a good episode. I love it. <laughs> um, I always said the crowbar. Uh, you'd have to kind of fashion a kind of handle on it so you have a little more grip, because it's almost impossible to break a crowbar, and it's got multi-use to it. You could stab, you could bash, you could use it to get into things, get into lockdown places. But then I found about this thing called the crowbar or crowbar. It's basically a crowbar, shovel, hatchet, machete, axe, all in one. Looks awesome. So many uses. Like, I would probably have a couple of those. You know? Would you go for the Crowville or the Crowville Extreme 2? Oh, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I'll take six of them. I'll have to look that one up because when I first decided it was just a Crowville, I was I was so close to ordering one on Amazon, just oh, like hang on the wall. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to Facebook you this picture of this thing, or send it through Skype. There, yeah. Okay, I can send it through Skype. Um, and then my since we can go fictional, um, hopefully this doesn't destroy the podcast. I'm gonna go with Tony Stark because oh I come on. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be able to make me a full Iron Man suit, but he could at least make some pretty amazing armor to help me survive. But if that's too grown-worthy, um, uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe Bear Gryllis. Somebody that would be able to help me survive in the wilderness is what he I would de- need. He could definitely teach you what kind of poop to eat and what not kind of poop to eat. And what kind of pee to drink. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert, it's probably his. <laughs> um, somebody like that that knows 
the land and knows <laughs> how to live because I would be like out in the wilderness, like, oh my gosh, I got away from zombies, dead from berries. Like that would be <laughs> somebody walk back. He ate the berry. What an idiot! Give me the, get check out that shovel. Cool. Like it's, it's, I have a funny story about him. I work at a TV station as a director. And during one of our during our eleven o'clock show one day, we had a sat interview with him because he was promoting a new show on NBC. And I had no idea who he was, because I'm directing this. And I'm just like kind of like listening to him, and he's on a boat, and I'm like, "What is he? Why is this guy on a boat?" And then half of the questions my anchors asked him were about eating poop <laughs> or drinking pee, and I'm like, "What is this? Why are we interviewing this sicko?" This fecal filiac <laughs> on a boat. And then somebody later explained to me who he was, and I'm like, oh, okay. Makes sense. So it would be him or maybe the guy on Survivor Man, if you've ever seen that, because he seems a little more laid back. I could probably talk to him a little bit more. I don't know. I don't think me and Bear Grylls would have much to talk about. <laughs> Besides pee. <laughs> hey, hey, you pee, right? <laughs> Do. We will live forever. <laughs> Here, drink this. What is it? It's, it's not pee. Just drink it. Why are you it's, smiling? It's totally not pee. <laughs> it's from that tree over there. It's an apple tree. That's apple juice. Just drink it. Drink my pee. I just want to be a zombie now. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> still drink it. Anyways, um, for theme. What will I you think... be listening to while you're drinking each other's urine? <laughs> I see that was sounds weird. I'd probably choose some kind, something <laughs> classical because I'd want something to mellow me, like because there's so much going on. And I'm like, I need something to calm me down. Um, there's one song that's like my Zen song. It's called uh, "Journey of the Sorcerer" by the Eagles, which isn't really classical. I I know, but you ever get a chance to YouTube it? Just listen to that. Like, yeah, when Chuck's in a really bad mood, he listens to this song and. Like, that would be my post-zombie slaughter, have a cocktail with Peregrillus song. <laughs> you, know those, you know those 17th century composers, the Eagles? The Eagles. <laughs> but the song is different because it's all instrumental. It's got an orchestra mixed in. It's, it's a really cool song. I need something that would just settle me down. I don't think in the zombie apocalypse you're ever going to need a song that's going to get you amped up. Me and Bear Grylls is going to handle the zombie apocalypse at the old Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> Listen Plenty to the song. Plenty of death at the Hotel California. <laughs> Got to drink some pee with my friend Bear here. And me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> Ryan. Coffee and I had to mute my, my, uh, <laughs> my, my microphone. Ryan just walked in from her, uh, her um, <laughs> listening to me singing that song. She's painted a lovely picture at her girls' night out thing. Nice. And you're talking about drinking pee. Yeah, well, that's what I do when I'm home alone. <laughs> With the kids. With, the kids are asleep. Okay, then you're fine. No yes. judgments. <laughs> and I, I would love the, the, the Crowville Extreme, too. Look at the spike on the end. That's for the, the zombies that are on the ground. It's done. It's got a shovel on there. I don't know if that's... It's got a razor edge on the side of it, yeah. Yeah. 
It must be. I know what my weapon is, Chuck. Then the Lobo from World War Z. I think this is basically the Lobo, though. It is, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Something that's got a multi-purpose way about it. Did you ever read World War Z, the book? I did not. I read a little bit of the Zombie Survival Guide, but I did not read the uh, World War Z. You got to. The movie was good, but it had nothing to do with the book at all. The yeah, book that's what I've heard. Basically, phenomenal. the only things two shared were the title. Yep. Literally, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> um, but they've got a thing there called the Lobo, which is basically they took shovels and sharpened one edge into kind of like a scoop shape, so you could just right off the top of the head. Mm-hmm. That's what a crowbar is. So I guess if somebody read the book, they're like, I'm going to make that. I'm going <laughs> to add a saw to it, a spike, and a hammer. Yeah. That'd be my weapon. <laughs> All right, so... The apocalypse. <laughs> maybe well, this will be our sign-off question. What is the worst weapon anyone has ever recommended using in a zombie apocalypse? Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Ah, look at that! <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs> I would definitely agree. I heard one that's, I don't know, I think I'd choose a chainsaw over it for very short-term use. Like if this you're, an, and you need to get some more quick. Just yeah, like very last, oh, we gotta use the chainsaw, okay. Like that would be the, this guy, all he wanted was this one weapon, and it was a scythe. <laughs> and I'm like... I, I was at work, and we're packing tape at, at the plant, and literally three feet from each other, and all we could do was talk, so we talked about zombies for four hours, hence, like, this episode tonight, <laughs> and I was explaining to him about the crowbar and then the crowbar, and, well, the crowbar came later, because he started rolling his eyes, like, is that a made-up thing? <laughs> but uh, he said the scythe, I'm like, why the scythe? He's like, and he just really wanted to impress me. He's, he was convincing me that he was, I would do just fine in the zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, no. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Nobody would do just fine in the zombie apocalypse. I even said, I'm like, I wouldn't do very well. Oh, I'd be fine. Because you know, he tries, he was like the new goth now. Like, was aggressive and, I'm dark. Ah, you know. So he's going right. on and on. And I'm like, okay, explain to me why this guy's so good. He's like, well, imagine... If you need to mow down, like, six zombies in a row. And I'm like, you can't do that with a scythe. It's like, yeah, you could. I'm like, no, you can't. Because first, the sharp point is facing you. I was like, it's, you have to get the zombie between you and the pointy end. That's a bad place to be. And then I was like, even if you could swing it and get him with that part, if that gets stuck in a shoulder blade... You're going to have five more zombies on you, man. What are you talking about? And he's just going on and on about this scythe. And I was like, and then he, he's like, okay, how about this? Let's say you're in a room with, like, 20 zombies. And I was like, are they fast or are they slow? Like, I always make sure people explain. Like, are they fast or are they slow <laughs> zombies? He's like, oh, they're runners. I'm like, okay. He's like, what weapon would you want? I'm like, 20, 20 zombies in one room and they're all runners? He's like, yeah, I'm like, a gun with one bullet. <laughs> and he was just—he went deathly silent for a while. I'm like, yeah, there's no getting out of that scenario other than a gun with one bullet. That's gonna be a very friendly bullet there. And then he explained it more and more. And then finally, he's like, okay, the reason I'd like that is because it was used in a video game. And I'm like, dude, zombies aren't made out of ones and zeros like in a video game. <laughs> 
I may have a bone in meat and moving parts. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably the worst one. That and somebody years ago mentioned a battle axe. But I think he just wanted to brag that he had a battle axe. Right. I was like, there's so much, like, even weapons, like handheld weapons, have recoil. Like, if you're swinging something that's heavy, you got to bounce back from swing that swing. It's not like it's a Nerf sword. You know? <laughs> And I, I told this guy, I was like, you kind of just really want to look cool being dead in the zombie apocalypse. Because there'd be a the, dead body there holding on to a scythe. The only, the only good thing about a scythe would be if he's with a group of people, it'll be silent enough to where when he tr- kills himself trying to use it, <laughs> and I, it it's not going to attract more zombies to the group. And I, even, like, I talked to him more about it, about just the logistics of it. I'm like... What if you're not killing a dozen zombies in one blow? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what if you're walking through, like, bushes, trees, trying to climb a fence? You've got, like, an eight-and-a-half-foot-long scythe stuck to your back. At best, you can carry it on your back. Otherwise, you've got to lug the thing around. I was like, what if you're crawling through a, a, a window and it gets stuck and there's a zombie there? And then once I really started painting the actual reality of it, he started to change his tune a little bit. Right. And that's when I brought up the Crovo and I explained all the benefits. He's like, is this a made-up thing from a video game? And I went back, dude, you don't get to say that. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a literal thing someone created you can buy on Amazon. <laughs> Worst weapon ever, Scythe. Easily chainsaw. Because at least the chainsaw is, I mean, it's loud, too. It's loud, it only has one real area of damage. It's or heavy. Never, run out yeah, of power. If you if you if, you know if you're going to go for the long one, that thing's going to be too heavy to lug around for too long. But if you go with a short one, the zombies are going to be right close to you. They did make that electric branch cutting chainsaw thing about two years ago. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a little six inch chainsaw blade on a mm-hmm. stick. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good for the zombie apocalypse. But then I'm like, yeah, but it's going to run out of juice or the chain will break, and then. And you got to stick with a heavy end. <laughs> and then we played the game, like, if zombies attack, like, we're in a factory. Where, what would you do first? I'm like, well, I'd use the conveyor belts against them. I said, dude, that's good. I'm like, yeah, you can hop over. A zombie wouldn't be able to na- navigate that. So you can get a, conveyor, a moving conveyor belt between you two. You're fine. I was like, I would cut through machines. You know, I would open up the safety doors and run through. They can't climb through. Like... So we started building that, then I was like, over there by that bench are some big old wrenches if you needed it, you know. So I was going to say that. What's the closest thing near you that you'd use in a zombie apocalypse? Man. In my I would be- die. In my bedroom right now, <laughs> I would die. Well, I do have my plaster dog, Milo. <laughs> I have a There's- couple guitars. The, the necks would be okay for a little while. There's a heavy-duty metal spatula that's in front of me. I have to test to see how like how heavy-duty it is. Yeah, this thing would break if I tried to. <laughs> now, in my my old bedroom next door, I've got a bunch of swords and stuff in there. Katanas and stuff, I'd be good, but they're not, like, battle-tested. So that's, like, that would be used to get me a better weapon. How about you, Ange? Um... Well, they always say it's right in front of you, right? Like in that the joke or the meme on Facebook. I'm just saying in general. Like general. if you're in your room and you had to grab – I do have a, a stool that I use as like my little mouse pad here. That's metal. <laughs> you know. might call Chuck. Bring me a sword. 
do have <laughs> that'd be her weapon. I Grab me. That <laughs> the asthmatic. Bring me a weapon. Are you serious? <laughs> Can you at least meet me halfway? Yeah. I'll drive over. I'll be the dead body holding a sword by the end of the road. You <laughs> died of an asthma attack. That's that. Honestly, the zombie apocalypse. I think that would probably be the thing that would do me in. I'd die of an asthma attack. Like. I have that dagger that Andrea gave me. Oh, that yeah. That that it is really nice. It's that really... could do some damage. That's an eye socket weapon for sure. But that's all I have. Otherwise, because I have myself. What's on my desk next to me is my cell phone, my Blu-ray remote, my iPod. <laughs> There's nothing in here that could save my life. I'm really terrified now. If I look directly forward, okay, these are the main items I'm seeing: a nail clipper. Can't do anything <laughs> with that. A Rubik's cube. Can't do anything with that. I kid you not, a Koosh ball. No. <laughs> Not gonna do it. I have a twenty-sided D and D die stress reliever, and a stack of nebulizer treatment for my asthma. <laughs> At best, I could use my connect maybe and swing it. <laughs> I have my BB gun in my bedroom. My blue, my red rider BB gun. Yeah, I even know. I have my Darth Vader lightsaber in my closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vroom, vroom. I want to look awesome when I die in the apocalypse. Could you imagine, though, lightsabers were real? <coughs> well, that would be the best weapon. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, I like the double scythe you sent me. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, was going to say, show... While you're killing a zombie. <laughs> show, show that guy that and he'd blow his mind. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'll survive forever. Like, well, just... he's got one end of the zombie, the other end in his back. Look. Dude, dude, just just grab that and just start spinning and don't stop. Just be a <laughs> just, hurricane of scythe. Just turn into Sonic the Hedgehog. Be a little little Taz tornado. Who needs a lawnmower? I did tell him I could fix his weapon though. I said first you got to sharpen the other end of the scythe, so you can actually push with it. Like or create like a hinge pulling mechanism so that the blade could extend out. And you could stab or slice that way, so it's like a, I don't know, that like a spear, I guess. And then I was like, on the other end, sharpen it so when there's zombies on the ground, you can stab them in the head. I was like, that's all you could do. You could use a scythe to cut off their legs, stab them in the head. Well, but see, I was like, that's if you got like three. Anything more, you're done for. Like, you need a body holding on to a scythe. Well, even his weapon is a two-handed weapon. You, you may not be able to use, you know what I mean? You may need to use the other hand for something else. Yeah, it's open a door or something. Something, yeah. and you need two hands to use his weapon. Too many people want to look cool in the zombie apocalypse. It's ridiculous. It's actually probably a good thing that Derek wasn't here for this episode because <laughs> you think it was bad that Angie couldn't talk now because of me, the show hog, Mike Beatty. Uh, <laughs> having Derek in the mix is like a whole other level of. We would have had to go full-on heel tactics and just like, okay, Angie, what do you think about this? And then, Mike, you have a rebuttal. Right. Yeah. Everybody has an order. We go around the table. Yep. Which I wouldn't mind doing. Sorry uh, about these asthmatic lungs. I'm no. totally ill-equipped for the uh, zombie apocalypse and existing beyond the North Wall. Both situations, I would be dead. Right. Both walkers and white walkers. Done mm. for. I smell a Game of Thrones episode coming soon. Yeah, Steph and I are planning on it. We Winter. wanted to make a dual episode of that and Walking Dead, but I realized that would be like a three-hour affair. 
So, right. and we were going to mix in Dexter too. So it's like <laughs> we're going to have to make three separate episodes, darling. <laughs> so plugs, Mike, plug yourself. Um, if you want to check me out, I have a new, brand new, spanking brand new. Heck, I say brand new enough. Uh, Facebook enough. page more. where you can come like me, like me. It's uh, Mike Beatty versus the world. Um, just going to be posting some stuff now. I got some some ideas cooking in the old noggin. My big thing is I, I said I retired from podcasting, and then what is it, like two weeks later I'm on your show? Um, it's different being on someone's show rather than recording and editing a show. It's true. much easier. I, I've retired from making my own podcast, weekly podcast is basically what it is, because it's just it's just too much with the, with the family and the work and stuff. But what, what I will do is post some cool stuff every once in a while on that Facebook page. And you can follow me on Twitter, underscore Mike, Mike versus the world. Um, and what else? I, I'll, I'll, I'll just put all the stuff on the Facebook page. Yep. Feel free to share it along. Yeah. You've already posted on the Nerd Mode page, and I have uh, responded in kind with my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so now, people, when you listen to this, you go to the Facebook page... You'll be able to see exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Angie, do you have any plugs? No, pretty much, I haven't added anything new from last time I did plugs. Um, I'm pretty much Dit TV everywhere. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I don't know what else I can say. Even though I don't tweet, I share. But <laughs> I still haven't tweeted. <laughs> you have to help me learn how to tweet. I'm afraid I'm going to be really dumb. I'm going to break Twitter. I'm gonna break Twitter and or break my Twitter. How did she get 200 characters in a tweet? I don't know. <laughs> um. So no, yeah, and then like fanfiction.net and archive of our own, and yeah, I'm I'm lucky enough that I got to use the same name for everything. Yeah. And then of course, nerd mode. I'll do an official plug, but I'll I add in. I got to come up with a name for my uh, digital. Digital lady on here. If you guys heard her on the last episode, kind of mm-hmm. digging that. I got to come up with a name. Um, I'm thinking Annie Droid because it's an Android talker. Ah. I'll think of something. I'm, I'm not sold on that one yet. Nerd Mode is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and NerdMode.com. It can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Mode. And someone please email the show at nerdmode42 at gmail.com. Seriously, this is getting to be ridiculous. Uh, this has been Nerd Mode. Thanks for listening. Uh, and as usual, uh, thanks for coming on, Angie, again. And Mike, great having you on again. Can't wait for Absolutely. the next Absolutely. Pleasure is all mine. Derek missed out on his training for the actual zombie apocalypse while all of us sit at our computers with headphones. It's nothing new. Derek's a jerk. <laughs> I think he had to work off anger towards the new WWE game. I think that's, he just, I got to hit the gym. I, I got to go. Yeah, it, it's definitely that. It has nothing to do with the fact that he doesn't like to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. Anyways, as usual, learn something about everything and everything about something. They seem to speak my name. Oh.
There are an awful lot of like scantily drawn anime chicks holding skites on Google. <laughs> I suppose it's a shocking amount. When you just <laughs> when you just type in skite, like I didn't even type in sexy skite or anything. It's just skite. <laughs> That's a very specific rule that uh, was that rule six no rule sixty three. That was shocking. We we tried doing a rule sixty three episode. Me and Devin, uh-huh. Devin and I, and the recording was bad. Well, it wasn't bad. For some reason, it stopped recording altogether. Right when I said, okay, let's start the episode, that was the end of the episode. And looking for the cover art for the podcast, like the ad, I typed in Rule 63. There was a shocking amount of stuff on there. It was a hard thing to Google. <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah, is Rule 63 anything like Rule 34? <laughs> it's a tamer version. Rule 63 is any character, like created character, uh-huh. there exists an alternate gender version. So like a female Captain America, a female Thor, which is a okay. Thing now. You're totally right. Like ten pictures in, you got sexy Mario and Luigi licking a mushroom. Yeah, it's it's right. it's, <laughs> it's it's terrifying. I'm wearing my Mario T-shirt. Come on! Oh my God! It's a sexy version of Krang from Ninja Turtles. See, see, see. <laughs> this is gonna be post-episode banter. Who looks at Krang and thinks, ah, we can make that sexy? <laughs> if I made a list of impossible things. Oh my gosh. I'm on ask.com and I got some pretty. See, I, I'm not even going to start because I know it's. That's yeah, a dark I, corner of the internet. So I better not peruse anymore. I'm going to get in trouble with the wife. <laughs> that's like where Buffalo Bill lives. Like, that's the put the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again level of internet browsing. You got to be careful. You'll wake up in a pit. <laughs> pit of despair. <laughs> I just saw a, a sexy version of the villain from Mario Brothers. A Bowser? Bowser? Yeah. Oh, man. That's weird. That's weird. That's a weird thing to exist. Uh-huh.